Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Welcome to today's episode. Today I am going to discuss why we don't need romantic relationships to exist. More specifically, my personal thoughts on the topic. I'm going to outline why you don't need another person to make you whole or happy. And the only person you need is you. Okay, let's go. Don't get me wrong, romantic relationships are fantastic, they're wonderful. It's amazing to connect with someone on a deeper level and share your thoughts and feelings with someone. However, there are many reasons why they can be terrible and at times toxic. I have some pretty firm views on this topic that I'm going to share. Will everyone agree with my thinking? Probably not, but hear me out. I have rationale behind these thoughts. From a personal perspective, being in relationships was never really something I aspired for. I never wished to be with someone. I've had relationships and I'm married now, but that was never my end goal. In fact, I had decided at an early age that I would not get married because it just didn't sound right for me. I heard how difficult it was and how troublesome it was. And I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. No, thank you. I don't think marriage will be on my agenda. I had some relationships when I was younger. Uh, Looking back, they were probably all toxic and just not right or the right person. The biggest focus for me has always been me. And my objective was get educated, get employed, stand on my own two feet and then see where we go. And then I met my husband and my views on marriage changed. But one thing that is still constant is my thinking about relationships as a whole. Let me begin with independence. Independence for me has always been a goal. Being able to financially and emotionally stand on my own two feet and not needing someone else to support me. The thought of someone paying my way as I do nothing makes me physically sick. I could never in a million years expect someone to accept me as a financial burden, no matter how well that someone is off. What happens if the person leaves you? Or maybe you need to end the relationship because you know what? It's not right. This is not the right person. Well, (laughs) you're fucked because you don't know how to stand on your own two feet. You have no means of looking after yourself. So this means that you will stay in that relationship for as long as you possibly can, no matter how bad it is. For me, my happiness is worth far more. Also, for me, being able to say, you know what, I have me sorted. That is important for me. And that is important to me. 
there have been many times where I've struggled financially uh, when I was single. I know what it's like to have no money. So having some money makes that feeling of independence even more satisfying. Being reliant on someone can also make you feel trapped. I felt trapped with a job I had and I realized it was toxic and I needed to leave. It was like a toxic relationship and I kept going back for more. Giving me this feeling of being physically and emotionally trapped, you need to be independent because the only person you can depend on is you. You need to be able to stand on your own two feet regardless of what your objective is, you know, whether you're studying and someone's paying your way, whether you're, you know, whatever it might be, you have to be able to stand on your own two feet. My other thought process is you need to love you and properly know who you are before you can love and know someone else. If you physically don't know who you are, how will you know what type of person is right for you? If you are unsure on you, then you are likely to attract the wrong people or put all of your energy and effort into someone that should be going into you. Too often we become a different person when we're surrounded by the wrong people or we simply just don't know what it is that we want or need in a relationship. Taking the time to work out who you are first is critical. Once you know that, then the rest will come. If you are still working on you, then entering a relationship might not be the right or best thing to do. I've heard (laughs) many people seeing a relationship as an end goal. (laughs) I will be happy once I'm in a relationship. I will be happy once I'm engaged. I will be happy once I'm married. A relationship should never be an end goal. (laughs) There is no status associated with being in a relationship. For some people, the title girlfriend, fiance and wife are critically important. But why? I don't understand it. It's status chasing, which doesn't make you look good or better. It's kind of idiotic and kind of makes you look a bit sad. The fact that there's nothing else going on apart from a title that you're chasing, you know, it, it, I feel bad for these people and I want to encourage them to find something better to do with their time and aspirations. Make real goals and aim higher. A title does not give you status. And on the whole status thing, why the hell do we care? We need to stop comparing ourselves to each other. We are all unique and different. We have different paths and trajectories. On the point of a relationship, being in a happy place, and if you don't get there, you won't be happy. So this is all bullshit for me. You need to be happy now. You need to stop, truly be happy now, because a relationship could be months or even years away, and you can't spend that entire time unhappy or wasting your life feeling unhappy. Repeat after me, a relationship is not an end goal. We need to get real goals. They don't have to be big and astronomical things like, you know, I'm going to cure world hunger. That's not the point. But having your own personal goals, whether that's, you know, maybe getting a degree, getting fit, learning how to cook, those are goals. Being in a relationship, that is not an end goal. Along with status chasing comes the issue of settling. A lot of the time when people are chasing nothing more than a title, they will enter into a relationship with the first person who pays them some attention. 
this is settling. The person you enter into a relationship with should be someone who meets your needs and wants. And more specifically, the requirements that you are looking for in a relationship and the values that you hold critical. Maybe you are looking for someone with a good sense of humor or someone that's really kind. Um, So grabbing the first person who pays you a little bit of attention that meets that standard kinder uh, isn't a great idea because you might not fully know that person or you might change your standards because maybe you see a trait in that person that you like, but maybe you don't know them completely. I've known a lot of people who fall into this category. The sadder part is these relationships that they run into full steam ahead simply don't last. One or both of the people work out this isn't right for them. Whether that is realizing, oh shit, I've settled, or realizing, oh, that person's more invested than the other. Having standards means we're letting the right people into our lives, people who we value and who value us. And I promise you, the title wife <laughs> doesn't make you feel special or important. <laughs> I don't even think I've thought about it more than a handful of times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Do not settle. You are worth more, I promise. And keep standards. Keep high standards. I also believe that relationships shouldn't be hard work. Relationships should be fun and easy. Don't get me wrong. Every relationship needs effort and energy invested into it. I'm not referring to that. But you should not be in a situation where you are arguing all the time or feeling unhappy or resentful. A relationship should be fun and valuable in your life. I have heard so many people claim marriage is one of the hardest things they've ever done. I firmly disagree. My marriage isn't, and it shouldn't be. Yes, investing into the relationship is necessary, but anger, disappointment, sadness, and arguing shouldn't be a default part of a relationship. Same goes for friendships. Relationships should be fun. They need to be light and fun. Another bugbear of mine is when couples introduce things into a relationship to keep it functioning. (laughs) What I mean by this is needing something new in the relationship to, let's say, fix it um, or to make it better. (laughs) I'm thinking things like getting a dog or a cat or a pet, whatever, having a baby and other stupid shit. There is something seriously wrong if you need something new to make the relationship function. This indicates to me there are bigger issues and this is a band-aid to fix the underlying issues, which we know never works. Band-aids always fall off. So let's not do this. Focus on the underlying issues in the relationship first. Then if the decision is right and you're in a good space, proceed. But if you're not, then don't burden an already questionable relationship with something that might become a problem down the track. Think about this. If you are not in a good place and you have a child, that is your responsibility for the next 18 plus years. Don't do it. What's going to happen to the child when the relationship breaks down? Same goes for pets. Don't just get pets and then the relationships break down and then you palm it off onto someone else. Don't do this. Don't do any of this. I also don't agree with date nights. (laughs) This idea that you have to have a special night to make your relationship important. We do this every night. 
We cook together. We cook amazing meals. We look for things that we've never had before. We get in the kitchen. We have a glass of wine. We sit down and then we chat about anything and everything. Um, I knew a person who was in this brand new relationship, like they'd met them like a handful of times and they needed from the beginning to implement a date night, uh, alarm bells, alarm bells. You've met this person a couple of times. If you are in a brand new relationship and you need a night to prioritize your relationship, it sounds like there's problems there to me. Your relationship is new, fresh and fun. Why do you need a special night <laughs> to prioritize a brand new relationship? <laughs> and the same goes for Valentine's Day. Why do we put aside one day and night a year to celebrate our relationship? Shouldn't we be doing this every single day? <laughs> Why do we need a prompt that says, okay, today's the day, show love to that person. Send her flowers on this day. This is the day you send them. Don't send them any other day, send them today. Or maybe we need to get him something. on. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Date nights and Valentine's Day are ridiculous. You should be doing this all the time. You should be regular. doesn't matter if you've got kids, whatever it might be. You should be doing this regularly. In my head, there are some surefire ways to really screw up a relationship. So, do you want to know? Glad you asked. Let me share some. <laughs> Being demanding is one. So having unrealistic demands on the other person. So what do I deem unrealistic? So demanding things that might feel small to you, but might be perceived larger to the other person before laying down demands. It's necessary to have a conversation around what you're asking for and why. Both sides need to speak and then decide on a realistic path forward with compromise. I had a friend, I think I mentioned this in another podcast episode, um, who demanded responses to text messages immediately. This is completely unrealistic. If you are doing this, stop doing this. The other person is likely busy. So demanding responses is inappropriate. This is demanding the other person drops everything immediately and this, for me, demonstrates you don't respect that other person and you should be the centre of their universe. I don't exist for that purpose. <laughs> Neither should anybody else exist for you or vice versa. That is freaking insane. That is freaking insane. I get it if you sent a text and it's been like 24 hours and, you know, you're, you're planning something maybe or you're waiting for a response on something. But when it's garbage like complete garbage and you're expecting to receive an immediate response this is unrealistic setting ultimatums is another one so demanding something from someone it might be delivered but how happy will the person be who's giving it so for example i've known people in the past to demand to be proposed to demand an engagement ring so yeah some of them got the ring they did but how did the other person feel so for a lot of them, <laughs> the other person was very resentful. Um, and the fact that they were told, give me the ring or get out. So this actually brings resentment into the relationship, which is more than likely going to be the reason for demise. I knew multiple people who did this and every single relationship broke down. 
be careful what you're asking for and demanding because you might be the reason for the relationship falling apart. Something else that shits me is nagging or worrying about small shit. So I did an entire episode on this topic, but nagging someone is not a great way to get things done. Whether that be dishes, washing, taking the rubbish out, whatever it is. When was the last time someone nagging you to do something got you to do it happily? (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never, ever. (laughs) You crack the shits in your mind. You're like, I don't want to be fucking doing this. Uh, I'll do it half-assed. Or I won't do it at all. I'll do it in my own good time. A simple request to pitch in or change the way something's done can be a lot more motivating than banging on and nagging about something. Nagging will lead to arguments. I knew a girl who continuously nagged her husband over absolutely everything. There was a crinkle in the bedspread from when he'd made it that morning. She'd be in there yelling at him about, you know, how inappropriate that was and he needed to remake the bed. Um, You know, if he put a glass down or whatever, she'd take that storm into the kitchen, wash it, make a massive deal over it. Um, And they used to argue. She told me once that they argued every single day, every single night. They argued for hours. It got to the point where she was throwing dishes at him in their arguments because she nagged the shit out of him and he snapped. And then he kept snapping. (laughs) And by snapping, I mean turn around and told her to basically bugger off. (laughs) No, let's not nag. Just ask. (laughs) Just ask. Hey, can you give us a hand? I'm going to run the vacuum over. Can you, uh, can you do the kitchen? It's that simple. At the end of the day, if neither get done, are we going to die? Is anything bad going to happen? Fuck no. Gives a shit. On the topic of arguments, before my husband and I engage in any type of back and forth. We know independently as adults to stop and then consider the topic or issue. The question that I ask myself is, okay, I have a different view. Is this worth it? Is is it worth putting my view forward? Probably not. Is our relationship and the happiness we have in it worth more? Absolutely. So let's not go there. And we don't. We don't argue. Finances is another one. I can only speak to this topic broadly but without being specific because all situations are different I can speak to my situation so for us finances are not an issue as long as there is equal contribution the debts are met the bills are paid the mortgage is paid uh, we're both fine with that in addition any excessive spending needs to be discussed so the other person knows you hey there's like a, a certain amount of money leaving the account we always said we'd never argue over money and we don't Another is differing views. We're allowed to have our own views. Everybody is, right? Just because someone doesn't agree with your view doesn't make them wrong. Too often in relationships, we are focused on making a point or making our way the way. We need to stop. Everybody is entitled to an opinion, even if you're in a relationship. The other thought process I have is on breakups. If someone doesn't want to be with you, then why would you want to be with them? There are millions of people on this planet. So if one doesn't want to be with you, then fine. You shouldn't want that. Focus your efforts and energy on you and finding the right person who will meet your needs and wants. You should have equal respect and admiration for each other. Chasing someone who's not on the same page as you 
is not a great way to try to start a relationship. In fact, it couldn't be more terrible. (laughs) Breakups are really, really hard, whether you're doing the breaking up or you're on the receiving end. So neither positions are fun. If someone doesn't want to be with you, then you shouldn't be chasing them or convincing them that they want to be with you. That is not how to sustain a long-lasting relationship. Let's also have standards. Enforce them and surround ourselves with valuable people who add value to our lives. We need to stop chasing those that don't and elevate who we are and who we have in our lives. But we can only do this with self-confidence and respect. One thing I really want you to take away from today is you are incredibly special. And there are so many reasons why you deserve the best. So never, ever settle. Know your worth. Strive for the most aesthetic life. We've only got one shot at this. So you need to be the best version of you and only allow those in your life who are the most valuable. You don't need someone to complete who you are. You are whole now and you will be whole then. Don't sit around wishing for something. Allow it to come to you when the time is right. Don't chase a relationship as an end point, a point of happiness or status. You need to be happy now. Let's shift our thinking and become the person today who we want to be. And let's build aesthetic lives that make us happy. Very briefly, speaking of happiness, a little off topic, but something I wanted to share So I had an appointment today. Um, So I live in Sydney. (laughs) If those who can't tell uh, my terrible Australian accent, I live in Sydney, however, and we live in quite a kind of central point in Sydney. Pretty much everything is about 30 odd minutes from where we live. I was driving to northwest Sydney for a medical appointment. It's about 20 minutes from my place. It's school holidays at the moment, so it was a lot less busy than usual. So basically, there's these two lanes. Um, One, if you're driving the speed, the second is the slower lane. And then at a point further down, the two lanes come into three lanes. So I actually moved to the far right because my exit was coming up. I had this older woman in a car behind me. She was flashing her lights and screaming. So I I quickly did a check and I'm like, looked at my speed. (laughs) I'm not over and I'm not under. I'm sitting a a couple of k's around the speed and it's 80 kilometers through there. So I'm sitting around 80. And then I was like, well, did I cut someone off or did I not indicate? And I'm like, no, you've been in this lane for quite some time now. So the lights turned red in front of me. So I did the normal thing, slowed down. And when I look back, she was screaming and telling me to move closer to the car in front of me. And I'm like, for what purpose? Like, we're all stopped at the lights. And I'm not doing that because I was taught, um, I was taught to drive by a driving school. And basically, they said to me that um, when you're driving and you're stopping, you need to stop with the person in front of you's tires that you can see on the ground anything closer you're probably too close and and anything further back is is a little bit excessive so I always try to stay a little bit back and the rationale behind that is if someone is to run up the back of the car behind me and they're close they're going to run up the back of me if I have the right distance I'm not going to run up 
the back of the next car because you know from an insurance perspective it's kind of like this pile on and um the the liability changes depending on the hits so I've always just sat that little bit back I honestly feel safer that way as well just in case someone has to break suddenly um anyway back to the point so she's screaming at me flicking her hands calling me a fucking bitch and telling me to move up flashing her lights and honking and I was like what (laughs) I'd turned my music down by this point and I was like what the hell I'm not moving closer you can't make (laughs) me it doesn't matter how close you sit to the back end of my car if you bump it I'm gonna get your number plate and you know insurance is gonna sort you out so I just started laughing and it wasn't because it was funny it was just because I felt so uncomfortable so I took the right lane and waited uh, for the arrow to drop to turn right into the um, like the hospital area that I was going to so she speeds off around me right up the ass of the next car in front and then I see her like arms going again and she's screaming and I'm like oh my god and I could see she's like jumping on her um, brakes because they're obviously braking so it was chaos so I more than likely pretty 99% sure I didn't do anything I was just peacefully driving (laughs) listening to my music and this crazy lady decided to abuse me I didn't engage because why would I? I don't know this woman. <laughs> Go fuck herself. Like, I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to bring my day down by responding and then engaging and I'll fuck you. No, you fuck, fuck you. But I'm not engaging in that, right? <laughs> so um, I went in, did my appointment. I was driving home and I started thinking about this lady again. And I'm like, what in your life is so bad that that's the type of person that you are? The fact that you are so angry over nothing. You are hurling abuse at strangers. You are making so much noise and causing such a scene on the road. What? At what point did your life turn out like this? She must have no happiness whatsoever in her life to be carrying on like that, screaming and abusing people on the road and thinking that that's okay, like that, that behavior is fine and that she's completely in the right. I felt like, oh my God, what a sad, angry and bitter existence. Like you choose the way you feel and react. It's a, it's a choice each day. If you wake up in a bad mood and you're lashing out and carrying on, the day is going to continue down that pathway. If you wake up with a good mindset and a good objective and you're focused on you know what an amazing day it's going to be your day is going to go positively you can consciously choose whether it's going to be a good day or not you can consciously choose to focus on the positives or focus on the negatives and it's going to be a shit day how we feel is something we have control of i always also think about karma crazy lady is probably going to get into a car accident crazy lady might yell at the wrong person who gets out of their car and goes and threatens her because road rage is real (laughs) hers i think was more of a like a pathetic attempt but i've seen like real shit people getting out of cars and going to you know hurt other people crazy lady is going to get negativity back to her tenfold it's not worth it we can choose you choose (laughs) you choose the fact that she called me a stupid fucking bitch like I could 
be upset about that. But then on the other side of things, I'm like, she doesn't know me. She's an idiot. As with every episode, we end on a lighter note, and today I want to talk about some things that I am obsessed with at the moment, or things I cannot stop thinking about. So the first is my breakfast obsession. I'm obsessed with cherry tomatoes, boccaccini, on sourdough bread, lightly grilled with balsamic glaze. I eat this every single day without fail. I wake up, and I think about it until I eat it, and then I go to bed and I'm thinking about eating it. I'm obsessed with this breakfast. It is delicious, it's filling, and I love everything about it. I'm really obsessed with tattoos at the moment. Um, I've gotten about eight new tattoos <laughs> in the last few weeks, uh, and I'm booked in for another three later this week. I just want more, but I think this is going to be my last lot. <laughs> at this rate, I pretty much have <laughs> an entire half of my arm covered. So <laughs> um so yes, this is going to be my last. I promised my husband this will be it. This is the end. Um, but we'll see how we go. Something else I'm obsessed with is sparkling rosé. I can't stand just normal ass rosé, but sparkling, ah, amazing. I can't stop thinking about it. I want it every night, but that would mean I have a drinking problem. So I have to only have it a couple of times a week because I am obsessed with it. I'm also obsessed with cold brew. Totally obsessed. For those who don't know what cold brew is... It is cold coffee that's made by slowly dripping through like a special coffee machine and it kind of drips into the bottom bit and then from there it goes into a fridge. It is stronger than normal coffee. It's usually served over ice. Some people have milk, but I drink mine black. It is actually quite rare to find a coffee shop that has cold brew. So, um, but my local supermarket now sells cold brew in a can, which I love. They're from Japan. They're like Japanese cold brews. All this other stuff called cold brew shots. And it's basically like this um, bottle and you put a shot of it into a glass and then add water and ice. It is delicious. I drink maybe three of these a day. Absolutely delicious. Along with a hot coffee. Um, but these are just so good. They're amazing in the summer as well when you really want a coffee but you don't want something that's hot. But they're strong, so I warn you. And the last is Takis. It is damn hard to find them in Sydney. There is a place <laughs> that I found them at um, down in um, an area close to me. And I found just the, the Fuego ones, I think they're called. So I bought, you know, like eight bags the other day and I've eaten them all. Anyway, my lovely friend sent me some Takis from Canada and this shit's crazy. I didn't realize there were so many flavors. So I am, <laughs> the worst part about it is I, I really love the extreme hot ones um, and I eat them and I'm like, whew, that was a lot. Like there's a lot, the lime was a lot and the, the hotness. And then um, <laughs> I start thinking about them again later that day. And I'm like, oh, I need another bag. But I'm like, no, you can only have one a day. <laughs> so I'm obsessed. For anyone who doesn't know, Takis are literally just potato chips. They're, they're actually corn chips and they're rolled and then they're like drenched in flavor. So there's all these different flavors. I was eating a <laughs> nacho explosion just before, like I've got it on my fingers. Um, but the really hot ones are where it's at for me. I, I love them. I, I just don't understand why we don't have them everywhere here in Australia because far out, they're so good. They're so good. 
Although I will admit, <laughs> I will admit, <laughs> the what the bag that I had yesterday, the stuff down the bottom of the bag was really really strong. Like I'm talking like. It was like they dumped just straight chili and straight lime flavoring at the bottom of the bag. Like, <laughs> so I ate it <laughs> and I was like, whew, shit, this is like a lot more potent than usual. Like, what the hell? And then after the, the burning and the lime subsided, I was like, oh, screw it. I'll finish it. So I was eating all of the, like, the flavor bits at the bottom. And then <laughs> about 60 seconds later... I'm like, oh, whoa, I feel so nauseous. The chili, the lime, it's not hitting good and it's just hit my stomach and I threw up. So, <laughs> so they're not for the faint-hearted, right? They're quite spicy. But yesterday, I don't know, it just hit me bad and I just threw up. So, um, But it's still not changed my perspective. I freaking love them. I'll eat a bag right now. Actually, I'm going to go have some right after I finish recording. <laughs> anyway, what are you obsessed with? Um, I know most of mine is like stuff that can be consumed <laughs> with the exception of tattoos. Um, so I'd be interested. Uh, what are you obsessed with? Well, that's a wrap. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. There's so much to talk about when it comes to romantic relationships, but that's my surface level view on romantic relationships. Join me next time when I discuss how to improve your self-confidence. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. So hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod, drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com or visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Visit my TikTok. Uh, There's so much going on there. Um, that's Dr. Ames Kelly on TikTok. So, um, yeah, it was lovely. Uh, and until next time, uh, bye-bye.